Hey guys, and welcome back to the Female Fitness Formula Podcast. I am your host, Sheridan Skye, and today I want to talk to you all things around period cravings, because if you're a woman, which you likely are if you're listening to this podcast, you'll totally know what I mean by saying that time of the month can certainly bring on some or an increase in appetite particularly for certain types of foods. Like no one is having a craving for a green apple. It's generally a particular type of food. For me, it's always some kind of chocolate. And I was really interested to dig into the science behind everything um, because as you guys know, or if you don't know, science is my thing. I am huge on evidence-based practice. I am a registered nurse. So it's kind of always just been in my DNA to go to the science, think about what it says. But then also, I really want to use this podcast to tie in a little bit more of a nuanced topic or discussion on this topic because I feel that there's definitely a time and a place for evidence-based practice. But also, can we not ignore the thing that so many women across the world, like millions of women, can we not ignore their journey, their experience and, um, you know, the, the things that they navigate essentially as women as well. But let's talk about your actual menstrual cycle first, because I feel like that is, we need a, we need a bit of context around what it is I'm talking about, what words I'm using and what the hell they mean, because some people might be really all over this. You know, we're, we're in a time, an era where women are so well informed or they're becoming more and more informed in knowing how their body works, in tracking their menstrual cycle. And I, I'm here for it. But for some women, it's still like, what the hell is the follicular phase? What the hell is the luteal phase? And, and when am I going to be experiencing all of these things? So, so let's just jump into a bit of a crash course before I jump into the actual science and ultimately what you're here to find out. So the menstrual cycle is is purely the, uh, you know, like we, we kind of think of the menstrual cycle purely as the time in which a woman has her bleed. So she has her period, right? But the menstrual cycle is actually the the whole thing. It is the bleed, it is ovulation, and it's everything that happens in, in between. So it's actually the entire cycle from the end of a bleed to ovulation and cycles back toward a new bleed or better described as menstruation. We have the follicular phase, we have ovulation, and we have the luteal phase. So menstruation or your period is normal vaginal bleeding that occurs as a part of a woman's monthly cycle. The follicular phase is part of the menstrual cycle that occurs between the first day of a period and lasts until ovulation. During the follicular phase, your body will actually produce more estrogen, which is a hormone that prepares to release an egg just before ovulation or during ovulation, I should say. During ovulation, part of the ovary called the ovarian follicle discharges an egg and it says, hey, ready for a baby? Are we having a baby this month? Are we not having a baby this month? And the egg then travels down the fallopian tube. Um, where it may encounter a sperm and become fertilized, or 
if you don't become pregnant, then the next stage of your menstrual cycle will happen or a little embryo will be created and a baby will start growing. And this will all be very irrelevant in that case. Uh, now, in the luteal phase, uh, that that's occurs in or, or after ovulation, so just before your period starts. So think, you know, follicular phase, it's right after your period. The ovulation is, you know, somewhat in the middle, depending on the woman's cycle. And then we have the luteal phase, which occurs if the ovary has, uh, sorry, the ovary, the egg has not been fertilized by a sperm. So during the luteal phase, the lining of your uterus typically gets thicker to prepare for a possible pregnancy and estrogen begins to decline while progesterone increases. So when, you're, when you, you go through ovulation um, and you're, you don't become pregnant, then ultimately what actually happens is the, the lining that is thickened during the luteal phase needs to be basically eliminated, right? And that's, and that's what the, the menstrual, your, your period actually is. So now that we've done a little bit of a crash course, that's probably my fastest explanation of what the menstrual cycle actually is. Um, let's talk about whether or not energy requirements increase during menstruation. So when you have your period, do you actually need more calories? So what's really interesting about this phase in your cycle is that your basal metabolic rate does actually increase a little bit just before menstruation and steadily decreases after that. But it's not by a whole lot. Like we're not looking at going to get a whole block of Cadbury or, you know, adding a thousand calories per day to our, our eating schedule or our macros if you are a macro tracker. It's like 100 to 200 calories, give or take, because it really depends on whether or not a woman is able to keep up her usual physical activity during her bleed, uh, which is an entirely different podcast in and of itself. Uh, but some women are able to continue training at their usual intensity while other women really struggle. You know, I will potentially do another podcast episode on this, but I'm definitely one of those women that, you know, day one of my bleed, I'm just like, yep, cool, definitely not training today. And then it starts to get a little bit better, but I'm certainly not hitting PBs the day of my bleed, essentially, but some women don't notice a difference, as I said. So it's a bit hard to quantify exactly how many calories each woman needs each day. But the point is that, you know, that that shedding of the uterine lining when menstruation occurs, it requires energy, right? And roughly around 100 to 200 calories per day. But some women or a lot of women actually notice a big increase in hunger or probably better specifically put in cravings. So it's like, well, if we don't actually require a whole lot more calories, you know, 100 calories is what? A banana, right? Why? why do I want like every bit of chocolate under the sun? Why do I feel like a bottomless pit, etc.? And it's a really interesting topic. Uh, and I, I do feel like we need a, a bit more research in, in this area. But 
the increase in appetite may not necessarily be correlated with the fact that your body requires more or a little bit more energy to actually have a uh, sorry you know reach menstruation or have a bleed but it comes down to hormonal changes in your cycle uh, during the period when you're just about to have your bleed. So in the in the luteal phase, which I mentioned before, which is the period between ovulation and menstruation, estrogen starts to decline and progesterone begins to increase. The interesting thing is that estrogen seems to link to our satiety hormone leptin and can even mimic the action of leptin. So leptin is is the hormone that says, okay, I'm full. Uh, and it has an inverse relationship with another hormone called ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone. So when estrogen starts to decline, it also links to that satiety hormone leptin. So when estrogen falls, our appetite can actually increase because of our leptin levels or potentially leptin sensitivity. Uh, and there's another hormone called sex hormone binding globulin, which is generally referred to as SHBG, also increases. Now, again, we need more research around this area, but there is some research to show that sex hormone binding globulin can actually increase the desire for fatty and sweet foods, which may explain why we ultimately don't just simply want more food, like we're not reaching for a banana, but we're like, hey, give me the chocolate. I want like the perfect combination of sexy and cute. And I find this fascinating. But science aside, nuances aside, should you eat more just before your period? And I think that we, you know, I, I'm a, a big advocate for macro tracking and, you know, I, I track myself when my clients have a specific aesthetic goal or even during pregnancy, if it felt good for them, I do get them to track their calories, right? And, or, or their macros, I should say. But I think that we need to tap in a little bit more to our hunger levels and our, our cues. And that doesn't necessarily mean, hey, if what your intuition is telling you is to eat the whole block of Cadbury chocolate, maybe don't go and do that. But if you're genuinely hungry, maybe adding a small snack to your, you know, your day. So whether that be a banana or an apple or some yogurt might actually help you know, prevent that overeating because you're, you're simply hungry. So if you find yourself overeating because you are simply just hungrier a few days or a day or two into your bleed, then just add a snack, girl. Just add a snack. It doesn't need to be complicated. Even if you do that one or two days and it's technically got you in, in somewhat of a surplus, there is really not a, a huge amount of body fat that's going to be accumulated in, in two or three days of you eating 100 calories over your maintenance. Um, if anything, maybe your neat adaptations will increase your energy output and it just, you know, brings you back to maintenance anyway. But irrespective, it doesn't matter. I think 
or, or I feel one of the things that helps me a lot is to realize that, you know, I'm, I may have a desire for a particular type of food, but I'm going to be okay if I don't, you know, honor that desire to simply eat a block of chocolate or to eat a whole lot of fatty foods. Because when we talk about period cramps and pain, we do actually see a correlation between the intake of like really fatty processed foods and, 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 uh, you know, not so great, uh, period symptoms. So, we still want to be honoring our bodies in that we feed it whole foods, mostly whole foods. Uh, if we we do want a little bit more, I guess, fun foods, then we can totally do that. But just keeping a balance between, okay, my body's still doing a lot. I still need to be feeding it mostly whole foods. And hey, if I want just that little bit of that fun food over there I can do that but really swaying from the mentality which is you know pretty common when it comes to our periods in that it's just like oh it's that time of the month I'm going to eat all the things I'm going to not exercise I'm going to do all of these things and and you can totally do that if you want to but what I'm saying is that we need to honor our bodies and respect it during this process and it has an increased demand for you know nutrients during this time so Soul foods aside, eat them, but make sure that you are eating them in moderation and make sure that you are also consuming a lot of whole foods, increasing your intake of iron um, because obviously losing blood means that you you lose, you, you have a higher demand for iron. And I think that that's really all that we need to talk about the topic. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really love for you to leave me a review, tag me on Instagram, Sheridan Sky Fit. We are actually running a bit of a competition at the end of every month for people who review and share the podcast on their socials. If you are the winner, you will get $100 toward your favorite activewear of your choice. For me, it's always Lulu. Uh, but to be in it, you have to tag and review the podcast, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And as always, if you have any questions, guys, just reach out to me on Instagram. Make sure you chuck me a follow, which is just on the upper right-hand corner of your screen. And I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.